Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have got a lot to discuss today as the Islanders are getting closer and closer to the start of their playoff or play-in series against the Florida Panthers. We have got our Islanders birthday of the day, the latest, of course, from Islanders training camp and a whole lot more to come. So, uh, busy day for the New York Islanders as they continue to prepare. Uh, and, you know, some good news overall about the National Hockey League, and we'll mention that as well uh, shortly during the show. But if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss, something that's on your mind, uh, please feel free to send us a question, a comment, a topic, uh, the number or the email address to reach the show. Locked on Islanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes concerning the New York Islanders. All right, let's uh, first of all, let's start with a, a little piece of information the NHL announcing earlier. On Monday, who the Selkie Trophy finalists are. And Selkie Trophy, for those of you who may not know, is the uh, award for the best defensive forward. And the finalists, as voted on by the Pro Hockey Writers Association, Patrice Bergeron of Boston, Sean Couturier of Philadelphia, and the Blues' Ryan O'Reilly, and all of them are definitely very good defensive forwards, but, you know, one guy who really deserves the nomination and has not even been listed by the national media as a contender for the Selkie has got to be Casey Sezikis. And, yeah, you know, a lot of the time, guys who get nominated for the Selkie are also guys who contribute more offensively and also happen to play strong defensive hockey as well. It is rare that a fourth-line guy with, you know, less than 20 points in a season is going to get strong consideration for the Selkie. But ask any Islander fan. Talk to anyone who watches Casey Sezikis play game in and game out. And ask any player who has to go up against Sezikis in a game. Uh, it is not 
uh, a fun activity for a forward to have to try to, you know, penetrate the Islanders' zone and gain position in front of the Islanders' net and and do all those things when Casey Sezikis is going up against them. So, again, you know, the Islanders treated like a small market team, even though they play in the New York market. They are overlooked and underappreciated by the media, both in the United States and in Canada. And Casey Sezikis really did deserve a little bit more consideration when they talk about the Selkie Trophy. And to take it a step further, I think if you look at the Islanders' defense when Sezikis was out of the lineup and injured versus in the lineup and available, there is definitely a difference in both the statistics and the tone, the feeling that you get. Um, Sezikis adds so much to the table as a penalty killer, as a defensive forward, as a four-checker, and uh, as as a face-off man. So, uh, to me, you, you look at the uh, information, you look at the numbers, you got to give a little bit uh, more credit and more attention to Casey Sezikis. And you know what? You want to know the best way for the Islanders to remedy their lack of respect, to remedy the fact that they don't get a lot of attention from the national media or the Canadian media, Hey, go on a long playoff run, win two or three series, get to the conference final or hopefully even beyond. And you'll see as the eyes of all of the hockey world focus on teams that are making these deep playoff runs, you'll see a little bit more uh, acknowledgement of what some of these Islanders players can do. So, uh, you know, that, that would be the easiest solution to earn a little bit of respect. Win in the playoffs, win consistently, and you will see a difference. Meanwhile, nice little uh, piece in Newsday about uh, Josh Hosang and his musical side, as they uh, mentioned a song that he is streaming, that he wrote, and it's it's not bad. Uh, you may want to check that one out, and it is interesting. And, uh, you know, that... Again, always kind of interested in the off-ice and, and, and human side of some of our players. And even if Josh Hosang may not be with the organization beyond this playoff year, uh, you know, a lot of us have been following his career since he was drafted. And, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, interesting stuff, needless to say. Meanwhile, a good piece of news coming from the National Hockey League Uh during the first five days of Phase 3, the NHL tested more than 800 players for COVID-19. They administered 2,618 tests, and a grand total of two tests came back positive. And I, I think the fact that the NHL has gone about this the right way, where, you know, they had a gradual return, where... Players could prepare, could isolate themselves, could quarantine themselves if they needed to, and make sure that they were ready and healthy uh, as best they could when training camp, you know, came time to uh, report for Phase 3, the official opening of training camp. That was a very good plan, and so far it appears to be working. 
So right now, the NHL uh, on course to be able to resume play and hopefully the isolation of the players and the safety of the players remains paramount and that we do not have a major outbreak either in Toronto or in Edmonton once the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway at the end of this month. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day early on this one, but I did uh, definitely want to go out and and, and mention this. Uh, Tomorrow, that is uh, Wednesday, will be the 27th birthday of current Islanders player Cole Bardrow. And Bardrow... uh, a native of Fairport, New York, which is up in Monroe County, right near the Erie Canal. And, you know, here's a guy who really paid his dues. And he started off with the U.S. National Development Team, went to Cornell University for four years, then signed with the AHL's Lehigh Valley Phantoms, uh, played there for four and a half seasons and then signed with the Islanders and Sound Tigers this year with Bridgeport 38 games, two goals, four points with the Islanders 10 games, one goal, two points. But those were the first 10 NHL games of Cole Bardrow's career. And he's the kind of guy that, you know, if fans like an underdog, Cole Bardrow is the kind of guy that you have to root for. He paid his dues, uh, was not highly scouted, was not drafted, but he is a hard worker. He is dedicated. He does the little things right. And, you know, to finally, at the age of 26, get his first opportunity to play in the National Hockey League and then to come up to the Islanders and play in 10 games, that is a really nice feeling for a guy who spent so long in the minors after playing. You know, a lot of the top prospects, you know, they go to college, whether it's Cornell or Minnesota or University of Denver, whatever college team they play for, you know, they'll go to college games for, you know, one year, two years, maybe, maybe three before signing with their NHL team, turning professional, whether they end up in the AHL or the NHL. But Cole Bardrow did the whole four years at Cornell before reaching the, uh, you know, the AHL and playing, you know, in the flyer system at Lehigh Valley. Now, finally, getting to make his NHL debut. And we're going to go back and remember his first NHL goal, so far his only, but it took place this season back on November 5th at the Barkley Center in Brooklyn. Islanders and the Ottawa Senators, this was during the Islanders' 17-game point streak, and the Islanders fall behind early in this game, but before we get to that, let's talk about the goalies. Craig Anderson for Ottawa, Tomas Grice for the Islanders. Islanders fell behind early, and it was kind of a strange situation because Artem Anisimov of Ottawa was off for hooking, but 
a shorthanded goal by Jean-Gabriel Pajot, his sixth, from Vlad- uh, Vladislav Nemestikov, made it 1-0 Ottawa. So, uh, ironically enough, the only goal by Ottawa in this game scored by a guy who's now an Islander. Islanders evened it up less than a minute later. Cal Clutterbuck got his first of the year. Casey Sezikis and Devon Tays with the helpers at 8.23. And after one period, all even at 1-1. One and one. In the second period, there was an interference uh, on the breakaway. Mark uh, Barawiki takes down Cole Bardrow on the breakaway. Bardrow is awarded a penalty shot. And he converts at 15:34 the second period. Islanders take a two-to-one lead, and you gotta remember and look back. It is on YouTube. You could check it out. You know, uh, in a number of places. But the way the Islanders bench reacted to Bardrow's penalty shot goal, the excitement for this kid, and you know, I think part of the beautiful thing about it is. There's a lot of pressure on a kid like Bardrow, who has never scored an NHL goal before, who's, you know, trying very hard to make a name for himself and earn some playing time. And for him to have the spotlight on him like that and have a penalty shot in a tie game, 1-1, no less, uh, that was a big deal. And he came through with flying colors, beating Anderson and giving the Islanders a 2-1 lead. In the third period, the Islanders were shorthanded. Adam Pellick off for hooking, but Casey Sezikis comes up with a goal, a shorthanded tally, his first of the year. Cal Clutterbuck and Scott Mayfield getting assists on that one, and the Islanders had a 3-1 lead, and then just 40 seconds later, Josh Bailey puts the icing on the cake getting his sixth goal from Noah Dobson and Adam Pellick. Islanders skate away with a 4-1 victory over the Ottawa Senators at the Barclays Center. Tomas Grice, 27 saves in 28 shots to earn the win. As far as the Islanders were concerned, both uh, Sezikis and Clutterbuck had a goal and an assist to lead the team in points. And they were also both a plus two to lead the team in plus minus. Scott Mayfield also a plus two in this game. As far as shots on goal were concerned, Devon Tays leading the way with seven, followed by Casey Sezikis, who had five. But the story of the day is our birthday boy, Cole Bardrow, getting his first NHL goal on a penalty shot. And, by the way, it also turned out to be the game-winning goal. And, look, even if Cole Bardrow never plays another game in the National Hockey League again, he will always have this beautiful memory of coming through with a game-winning penalty shot goal against the Ottawa Senators uh, and, and making his mark, having his moment in the National Hockey League. So uh, we're a day early, but happy 27th birthday to Cole Bardrow, native of Fairport, New York. And uh, looking back at November 5th, 2019, uh, his first NHL goal.
right, so uh, Islanders, after the scrimmage, by the way, some uh, media availability, uh, press conferences with Noah Dobson, Anthony Bavillier, and Andy Green, uh, all of that up and available on the Islanders' official website, so always good to check that out and, uh, you know, see what your favorite Islanders players are saying. Now, wanted to talk a little bit more about this upcoming uh, playoff series with the Florida Panthers, and obviously it's important. Uh, Florida Panthers are very much a top-heavy kind of a team. They've got some very talented players, but, uh, you know, they are, again, a team with a lot more scoring in their top two lines than in their bottom two. So one of the things I, I wanted to look at is the top four lines that they've been using throughout their first week of training camp. And uh, the top line, Alexander Barkov centering Frank Vetrano and Evgeny Dodonov. So that is the number one line. Then the dangerous second line is Eric uh, Haula centering Jonathan Huberdeau and Mike Hoffman. Then you have Brian Boyle with Lucas Walmark and Brett Connolly and Noel uh, Asiari with Colton uh, Sevior and Mark uh, Pissick. So that is the way the Panthers have been lining up uh, overall. And you got some experienced guys, especially on that third line. You have Boyle, who, uh, you know, played some playoff games with both Tampa Bay and the New York Rangers. You've got Connolly, who uh, won the Stanley Cup with the Capitals and Barry Trotz a couple of years ago. So that helps a little bit. But the key is going to be how the Islanders try to slow down those top two lines. And they are going to need, uh, you know, both their defensemen and their forwards to step forward, I would think more likely than not, you're going to have Pelik and Pulak trying to line up against that top line with Barkov and slow him down. And that's not an easy thing, uh, quite literally. Um, Barkov and Huberdeau are going to get a lot of minutes in this series. And... The Islanders, you're going to see a lot of both the third and fourth line trying to slow down those top two lines for Florida. And then, again, which defensive pairs are you going to put out there? And, you know, again, we talked yesterday about how well Noah Dobson looked in camp so far and how well the pairing of Dobson and Green looked on the ice so far in camp. And the question becomes, really, how much would you trust Green and Dobson? You know, especially in games where Florida has the home ice advantage to try to slow down some of those, you know, top forwards on the Florida Panthers. And it's not an easy uh, proposition to come by. Part of the other uh, area, and we've talked about a number of them, where the Islanders may have an advantage, uh, the addition of, of 
Jean-Gabriel Pajot gives the Islanders two really good players in the face-off circle. And face-offs are going to be important in this series, especially on special teams. Because, you know, you want possession of the puck more than anything. Possession, you know, the old expression, possession is nine-tenths of the law. Well, if you've got the puck, the odds of you scoring are much, much greater than the odds of you of your opponent scoring when you are in possession. So the face-off expertise, Pajot is a very good face-off man. Uh, Casey Sezikis, also a very good face-off man. And then you have Brock Nelson, who, you know, also won more than half of his draws. The big problem on face-offs, really, the weaker Uh, forward is Matthew Barzal, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not in certain situations uh, Trotz puts a second center on the ice with Barzi or has a different forward take the draw in key situations, maybe in the defensive zone especially, uh, or, you know, or on power plays because you want to keep possession of that puck. But having three really good centers available who are above 50% in the face-off circle really could be a key to victory for the New York Islanders in this series. Because overall, you know, getting possession of the puck is always a big advantage. And you look at the Florida Panthers— and their lineup overall, statistically, and their face-off numbers are mixed. And if the Islanders can take advantage... Now, Barkov happens to be an excellent face-off guy, and that's going to be a very important matchup. Vincent Trocek also, uh, you know, more than 50%. Of his face-offs, Brian Boyle, barely over 50%. So the face-offs are going to be tough. And the addition of Pajot may give the Islanders a slight edge because without Pajot, I think Florida would have had a definitive edge in the face-off circle. Now the Islanders have a chance to at least equal that out if not have a slight advantage And, you know, in the playoffs, little things mean a lot. It's sort of like uh, playoff baseball where, you know, you're hanging on every pitch. Well, every faceoff, every shift, every check, all of these things suddenly mean a lot more in the playoffs when goals are harder to come by and possession of the puck becomes that important to determine who might get one of those tough-to-come-by scoring opportunities. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a league-wide perspective on the game of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, we are one day closer to the return of hockey. And, of course, let's go Islanders.